the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Salem Communication on the NASDAQ. Welcome in to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and much, much more. It's like the day after the Titanic. Well, the day after the day after the Titanic. That's where we are. We're the day after the day after. I know you're saying, it's the morning after the morning after. You can say that if you want. Tomorrow will be the day after the day after the day after. You with me? Stocks took it on the chin yesterday. Took it on the El Bunko. I know you're saying, let's play Bunko. Who wants to have a Bunko party? Okay, not me. Join eight-month twins separated in Pennsylvania. Where's the fun in that? Remember the good old days where doctors couldn't separate conjoined twins? Now it's just super easy. Dow's up 15 this morning. The NASDAQ up 5. The S&P 500 up 2. Oh, why do I go there? Why do I go there? Why do I go there? Europe stinks. Probably more so than fiscal cliff looms. China's going to reaccelerate very, very soon, but right now we're still going, when are you going to reaccelerate? We're going to get there. In the world of sad, sad news, McDonald's reports the first sales drop for the first time since 2003. American waistlines celebrate. Problem with McDonald's is that everything there is cheap. So when they do have a sales miss, it hurts because their margins are super, super thin. We have an election hangover. I kind of feel like D. Snyder. A lot of eye makeup, some bad lipstick. What I refer to as rouge, which no one refers to as rouge since 1960. What's the stuff you put on your cheeks? Bad color. Isn't it rouge? Nope. Ask some chick today and she'll say, I don't know what you're talking about. An election hangover. We feel and we look like a a man dressed as a woman and an ugly man dressed as an ugly woman. This isn't good. In a celebratory excess for the year, we've had a great year on Wall Street. And again, we had a bad day yesterday. We've had a great year this year. What, what's, what do you want? What do you want from me? There's riots in Athens. Break out the water cannons. Shower the Greeks. I know you're saying, aren't water cannons used to suppress people? Yeah, they are. But they're also used for showers sometimes. So Greeks are getting showers. They have a vote this weekend to see how you feel about that 2013 austerity cut budget. And they're not going to like it. Greece is not long for the European Union. It may take a week. It may take five years. But they're not long for the European Union. 
So we got the fiscal cliff here. We got Europe, big problems. I'm going to be close to 50 years old by the time Greeks figure out their problems. It's going to be five plus years. It's not coming anytime soon. So there's a lot of doubts about the compromise in the United States and the fiscal cliff. John Boehner yesterday said, you know, hey, well, we'll get new revenues. We're just, we don't want to look at higher taxes. So they have new tax, but not higher taxes. So they pass that little qualifier. He wants the president to cut spending and agree to some entitlement reform. That's okay. You know, thanks so much, Mr. Boehner. Like, but you actually are the head of the Republican Party right now. But do you represent all the Republicans? And are they going to sign a board? Probably not, is the thought. So the market's not sold on his compromise angle. The clock is ticking to the end of the year. When true cuts to spending and higher taxes hit, this is a liberal's dream. Not necessarily a Democratic dream, because with it will probably come an inevitable recession. It, it's, it's inevitable. If all of that does happen, it's inevitable. I know you're saying... You sound a little bit like Mike Tyson trying to say the word inedible. It's inedible. It's inevitable. It's right? It's inevitable. But so we got that going on. All things considered, corporate America's in good shape. America's doing fine. Not great. Not bad. It's a little Goldilocksian, right? September trade number September trade deficit number. Narrowed to $41.5 billion, aided by a $5.6 billion jump in exports that exceeded a $3.4 billion increase in imports. Lower cost of oil and gas. The importing was easier on us. A uh, good chunk of the import increase was cell phones, the iPhone 5, Samsung Galaxy 3. The export increase was paced by industrial supplies and materials. Oil and gas is so cheap in America compared to any other country. We're going to start seeing some manufacturing come back here. Initial claims for the week ended November 3rd, jobless claims. It's that Thursday. Every Thursday we get jobless claims. Dropped to 8,355,000, eight but that's kind of, it's tough to say. You know, a lot of people in the Northeast couldn't go to the unemployment office because it was raining and windy and hurricane-y and floody. Bank of England and the ECB held their key interest lending rates where they were. Bank of England's at one half one percent. ECB's at three quarters of one percent. Knowing as long as it's going to take the ECB to fix their problems, they might as well lower it to zero. But they won't. So McDonald's is having a truly horrible quarter. I'm loving it. As an investor, this is when I want to take advantage. Not when it's at an all-time high, but when it's pulling off its all-time high. 2005 to 2010, the stock went from 25 to 100. From 2000 to 2005, it kind of went sideways. From 95 to 2000, went up. From 90 to 95, went up. From 85 to 90, went up. From 80 to 85, went up. So it doesn't always go up. And it's had a truly remarkable run, and it's pricey, and they're going to have a bad quarter. So keep looking at it. Keep thinking about it. At some point in time, pull the trigger and buy it. 
Because Wendy's will make their headway? Absolutely. Burger King will do fine? Yes. They've both revived their brands with new ad campaigns and improved menus. McDonald's is a smart company. They're focusing and refocusing on their value message. I kind of wish they'd raise some of their prices. Dollar cup coffee is too cheap. So when do they raise the prices? Wendy's is trying to be the purveyor of higher quality burgers. Good luck with that. So McDonald's having a tough day. So you had a tough day. Yes, there's downside. I think there's upside if you've got 10, 20, 30, 40 years ahead of you. But most people don't. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Airlines expect a busy Thanksgiving, but they've had a lot of cancellations due to Hurricane Sandy. So, again, I, I will never buy an airline. Warren Buffett once bought TWA and lost a lot of money, and he said, I'll never buy an airline. I'm in the same boat. I won't buy an airline. If it's not good enough for Warren, it's not good enough for me. So Wall Street's a little bit angry. That's what I got for you. Ah, uh, how long can I say ah? Uh, ah, uh, you're listening to Rob Black and ah, uh, your money on the Wall Street Business Network. AM Tom, I'm Karina Velasquez with your Bay Area traffic. When I was diagnosed with breast cancer, I was devastated. I'd seen articles about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, so I called them. Audrey Allen was treated at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, where she was provided her own care that never quits. Appointments available now. For information, visit TALKcancer.com. Talk cancer. Be able to generate the kind of income. On AM 1220, KDOW. And iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in. Rob Black and the Mike. Angry Birds Star Wars. Is there only one word that could follow that other than awesomeness? I don't think there is. Angry Birds Star Wars. The very thought of these two global entertainment brands coming together. It was controversial when I first heard about it. But now that I think about it, seeing a big Chewbacca bird flying through the sky... Makes me happy. As long as it doesn't have any ties to the Phantom Menace. I'm still upset about that. Yes, I want a Yoda bird. Or maybe a Yoda pig. I don't even know what I want. The yellow bird shoots lasers. The black bird can use the force to send objects shooting off. Chewbacca bird can barrel through obstacles. The pigs, stormtroopers. They get a hop of their TIE fighters and fire lasers of their own. Like, honestly, I know what I'm doing tonight. Anyone want to join? To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Intent, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. Dow's up 14. NASDAQ up 3. SP 500 down fractions. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton with New Focus Financial. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. Chad, it's been a period of time where we've had a bad economy for what feels ever. We've had a credit implosion in the United States. We've had a housing bust. We've had a tech bust. We've had Europe slow down and Europe maybe fall apart, the European Union. Um, It's all created lower interest rates around the world. 
because as we panic, we put cash into safety, i.e. bonds and government debt, and that's pushed the yields incredibly low, one and a half, one point six. 2%, that's pushed mortgage rates low and borrowing costs lower for corporations. So that's what, the, that's what central banks are trying to do. They're trying to make money cheaper. And whether or not that's going to be good in the long term, it's yet to be seen because right now we're in a kind of a world rush to devalue currencies so that they can kind of reflate out of the situation and, and get their economies growing again. So everybody's kind of, you know, we went for many years on a dollar downtrend and lately the dollar's been up. Um, but what better time to take your higher currency and start taking advantage of overseas opportunities slowly over time as, as things start to improve overseas? With that said, it's on one hand, it's bad because the yield is so low. But on the other hand, it's a safety issue. On the other hand, it's also going to encourage a lot of growth down the road. As an investor who's 60, you hate low interest rates. As an investor who's 20 or 30, you've got to love those low rates. Yeah, and especially what you also have to look at is the general earnings yield on S&P 500 stocks versus the 10-year treasury yep. and what that spread is. Because typically the higher the spread, the higher P ratio could be warranted about that. But it makes the bond side of the portfolio for retired people even more confusing because the interest rate or the, the, the income out of those portfolios have, have dropped. The prices are at all-time highs. There will be a period of time where interest rates will reverse. Inflation will tick up because of everybody printing money where you might end up having to have extra cash, higher dividend-paying stocks, and even short the, the mid- to long-term treasuries. There what's, will be a time when that happens. What's fascinating about what you're saying right now, and this is fascinating to me and not to everyone, but I remember 12, 13 years ago on radio and television saying, anytime the 10-year treasury is over 4, 5, 6%, you buy bonds. Anytime it's under 4, 3%, you definitely buy stocks. Yeah. That seems antiquated. You got to watch the bond market. It's, it's smarter. It's smarter than the stock market. A, a sovereign country's bonds will tell you when there's a crisis sooner than their stock market will. Absolutely, but you can't use that. I mean, that was written in stone. Yeah. You know, six percent on ten-year you buy bonds. You don't think stocks because that's a great safe return. Mm -hmm. Anything under four percent you buy stocks because you got to take that risk because any you can't the safety of three percent yields on a ten-year treasury isn't going to keep up with inflation. Yeah. So, you know, if we, if we look at any kind of a growth situation, stocks could be underpriced. But what you have to look at then is not only the earnings yield versus the 10-year treasury, but margins in companies. Because commodity prices have come down, productivity is way up. So margins have expanded to an all-time high versus GDP. And if, if commodity prices go up as a result of a falling dollar, that could, that could kind of squeeze margins. So you have to really look at interest rates and margins right now. But until something changes, equities look attractive. I saw that at one point in time in 2012, John Deere borrowed money at a record low cost. Corporate America is flush with cash. Mm -hmm. Down the road, when they feel better about employment numbers or new hirings, they're going to have to build some new buildings. Um, this is a great time for the U.S. government to be borrowing money because we're borrowing at low cost. So there are some, and for me, I got to refi on my mortgage, save right. an extra six hundred bucks a month. That's going to be future economic spending, and thank God for it because otherwise, I would feel really, I'd feel a little bit more grim, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, if with all of this debt that's been refinanced over the longer period of time, and with Operation Twist buying longer-term bonds, we could be setting up for a, a good decade of of nice growth if our Congress keeps spending level. If but if they continue to spend more and more money yeah. during this time, then we've got issues. 
spinning your way out of a recession works sometimes. Spinning your way out of a recession doesn't work every time. You've got to stimulate out of a recession. Uh, you don't want to spend out of a recession. Number one thing I would like to see Congress do is uh, make it easier for small businesses to hire, make it easier for small businesses to make money. It, they can do that with certainty on what, what our tax bracket's going to be and what our health care costs are going to be. Isn't it crazy we live in a kind of a fluctuating tax bracket world? Over the last decade, yeah. I mean, look at all the changes in tax code between the, the you know two presidents that we've had. And, you know, you see times where capital gains were cut during a Democratic president and the market rallied. Yeah. But yet you continue to talk about higher taxes when the economy is failing. That's it's ridiculous. With that said, that's CFP Chad Burton. CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Greek unemployment sits at a record high, 25.4%. Nearly 6 in 10 workers under the age of 24 are now without a job. How's that sounding? 60% of people under the age of 24 are without a job. Sometimes I say to myself, I am so lucky for being born in America on a coast. Kind of fair, right? To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Square and Starbucks just launched their mobile payment service in 7,000 stores. We'll take a break here. We'll come back in a couple minutes. You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. My Twitter handle is Rob Black Show. YouTube channel, subscribe to me. It's free. Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show. Um, Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. One of the softer stories today is Square, the mobile payments company, launching its payment service today in 7,000 Starbucks stores. Starbucks invests $25 million in Square and announced plans to let people use Square's app to pay in stores. Customers who've downloaded Square's wallet app on iPhones and Android smartphones will be able to buy coffee by presenting a barcode the app generates for scanning at a Starbucks cash register. Some of Square's advanced features give customers the ability to open a tab in a store on the app and pay by saying their name. Not available at launch. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Bacteria increase from 1 to 1 billion in a Petri dish in a matter of 24 hours. That's all I got for you. The President of Kazakhstan gave Barack Obama a lucky amulet. I think I need a lucky amulet. I'm not sure why, but I think I need one. So if anyone can help me on that, let me know. The pupil of your eye will expand 45% if you're looking at someone pleasing, hot, sexy. Speaking of which, Victoria's Secret had a big fashion show. Um, let's go to a call. Let's go to Mary in San Mateo. Hello? 
Hello? Hello, Rob? Hello? 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 <laughs> Hello? Once again, keeping the streak alive and well. Doesn't seem to be connecting, I guess. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? I can hear you, but you can't hear me. Hello? 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 Thanks for the call. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air to keep the street going. It's 800-516-1220 to keep the street going. Who wants to be the next in the long line of awful calls? Is Michelle there? I am. Hey, Michelle, how are you? I'm good. What are you calling in for? What's on your mind? It's Michelle Lerman, everyone. Yeah, the election is on my mind. Isn't that on everyone's mind? I know you don't like talking politics. I'm over it. You're over it. I'm uh, over it. I'm, there's uh, a lot in store for people with, uh, with this election as it affects their estate planning. And uh, I don't have a crystal ball, but um, if I did have a crystal ball, I would say that the amount people can leave free of death tax is probably about to go down. And I would also say that likely the rules that we have for a married couple mean that taxes aren't really going to drive how people write their estate plans. And it means that people are really going to be able to look at, gee, what do I want to happen if I were to pass away? Do I want all my assets going to my husband uh, and let my husband do whatever my husband wants? with them um, because there might not be that driving tax problem that's going to help you make your decision. So um, that's what I'm thinking about this morning. So obviously the election is going to kind of change the call for tax revenge, it seems. Uh, billionaires passed a ballot initiative in the state of California to basically tax themselves more. And do you think that's going to be a nationwide thing that, like, just take the money from the rich? It's the Robin Hood angle. Hmm. Well, that's... Uh... In estate plans. If they're dead, tax them anyway. Right, which is so... That's why I think what's interesting about the election and, and what's likely going to happen is that estate tax is a very political issue. It's actually not such an economic issue because... What the government raises in death tax in light of the overall budget is very, very small. And so it's really a political issue about how rich is rich and when should you be taxed. I mean, think about it. When During your lifetime, when you earn money, you're taxed. If you sell property at a profit, you're taxed. Here, you're taxed just because you died. Right? I mean, that money has already been taxed. So it's a very political issue on whether they're, you know, at what level should you be taxed just because you've passed away? Um, so right now, so a married couple. Now is a good, bottom, bottom line, now is a good time to do your state plan. Absolutely. And now is the time, the biggest change in the last two years, it's been huge, is that someone can leave over $5 million during their lifetime. They don't have to die. During their lifetime, they can leave it free of estate tax. 
and that's what's about to expire at the end of the year. We don't know whether next year uh, someone can only leave a million during their lifetime. So very wealthy clients, what they're doing is leaving it now and setting up trust, and there's something called um, a slack, and it basically just means that a husband can leave a trust for the benefit of the wife and the kids. So it's a way for them to try saving estate tax when they die, but the spouse can still have access. It's a spousal access, lifetime access trust. So for the not-so-wealthy, that's really an interesting vehicle. But the bottom line is that this year you can live, leave over $5 million during your lifetime, and uh, it's probably not going to be as generous next year. We really don't know. Yeah, it, it seems to be expiring at a time where it's going to be tough to be generous next year. And thanks for the call, Michelle. You can find Michelle Lerman at LermanLaw.com. It's LermanLaw.com. Anyone in the state of California who owns real estate should get a trust done by the end of this year. Anyone who thinks they're going to have wealth when they die should get a trust done by the end of this year. And it takes about a month to get a trust done. It's not an easy black and white document. It could be a little bit less. It could be a little bit more. So now's the time to reach out to LermanLaw.com. It's LermanLaw.com. It's LermanLaw.com. Michelle Lerman's there and... She's a great person, easy person to meet with, um, easy by the sense of you're not going to feel, you know, sometimes you feel like you're intimidated. You shouldn't feel intimidated. To each calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Just make sure you know how a phone actually works. Individual investors have picked a weird time to get very, very bullish. The market is at a point in time where we don't have a lot of definitives. We know who the president is. We don't know what the tax laws are going to look like. We're all assuming. You know, I heard this numerous times yesterday. Some modest tax increases, not aggressive tax increases. <coughs> Excuse me. So the Bush tax cuts have clearly been generous in the last 10 years. So do we go from generous to slightly less than generous, or do we go to downright stingy? That's the big question. There's different types of taxes. Sales tax, income tax, capital gains tax. Yesterday was a bad reaction to a presidential election. I think there was inside that story the truth that Europe is starting to show that they're admitting their problems and that it's, you know, Angela Merkel said it's a five year problem. If anyone thinks this is going to be done and over and we're going to sign some sort of legislation to make, like, make it easy-pleasy, you're crazy. She didn't quite say that. I wish she would have. Amazon launches a wine site. How can you not be happy by that story? Like, seriously. You can listen to a little D. Snyder music, have a glass of rosé. I know you're saying rosé. Why not have a glass of rouge? And you can get over a thousand bottles of wine from wineries around the country. They can ship up to six bottles of wine for nine ninety nine. California, Connecticut, Florida, Idaho, Illinois, Iowa, Nebraska, Nevada, North Carolina, Oregon, and Washington. So if you don't live in one of those cities, like or states, excuse me. There's cities inside those states, I'm sure. If you don't live in a teepee, 
And you can't get the wine sent to you. It's my therapist. Said that uh, I should live in a wigwam and a teepee because I'm too tense. Amazon is noting that the site includes in-depth information about individual wines, including American viticultural area, composition, percentage of alcohol. What's the point? Food pairing suggestions, total case production. So, best day of my life. Amazon offers wine delivery. Like, can they do it daily? Can it be at my house by the time I get home? Please? Please? Teach calls in there. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about the correction in shares of Apple. Has it hit its peak? Has it hit its zenith? The stock market today struggling again. Not horrific, but it opened stronger to go lower. Dow's down 9. NASDAQ down 3. SP 500 down fractions. Greek, Greek, the Greek country, the country of Greece has cleared an austerity plan. Protests turned violent. It's not a good day to be a Greek. Unless you're Maria Menounos. I know you're saying, I don't even know if she's Greek, but she sure sounds like it. Walmart raises stake for holiday season's early start. Yes, here's another stupid story. But, you know, America, we care more about Amazon Prime, in my opinion, than we do about Walmart, because I represent America. That's on my uh, resume, representative of America. But I actually say America, America. So Black Friday shoppers. Walmart's going to open a little bit earlier. I know you're saying, no. Midnight? Thanksgivings, people have eaten turkey all day and they want to go shopping at midnight. Please say that's the earliest. Wrong! Now they can go at 8 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day. What's wrong with America? Why do we need this? iPad 2, $399. 32-inch TV for $140. Oh, sweet. Blu-ray display, $38. Rob Lagan, your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and much, 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 much more. Um, Sharon Stone. I know you're saying, Sharon Stone, what's this story going to be? I bet it's going to be juicy. Juicy. Um, she sold a house in Beverly Crest area for $6.5 million. She bought... I know you're saying, who's Sharon Stone? Well, she was in a movie called Basic Instinct, you might remember. Total Recall, Casino. It's basically a TV slash low-budget movie actress at this point in time. So she sold a house for $6.5 million. She bought it in 2006 for $10.9 million. She tried to sell it that year for $12.5 million. She recently lowered the price to $7.5 million, and now it drops to $6.5 million. So she only lost, what, three and a half, $4.2 million? Don't! Now, I listen to this radio station. I listen to television shows. And everyone's like, real estate's the best investment I ever made. 
Some people are selling their 401ks to buy into real estate. You're idiots. You are all idiots. Anyone who purports that is an idiot. Financially slow. Financially challenged. Financially handy, uncapable. I like real estate. But there's a classic example of what can happen. Real estate loses money. Anytime you send in a mortgage payment, you lose money. I know you're saying, what are you talking about? Any principal that you have in your house loses to inflation. You know, coffee's a buck at McDonald's, and yeah, it was it's pretty cheap. It's actually stayed pretty priced sideways, right? But everywhere else, you're seeing costs go up. What you can get for your dollar goes, you can get less for your dollar. So any dollar that you save that's not earning money that's just paid off, any money that's in the bank that's just sitting there not earning interest, loses its value pretty aggressively. But you can also buy high and sell low. Sharon Stone lost four plus million dollars. I know there's examples of people who make money. You know, I've got a lot of principal paid off on my primary residence. I do, and I know that, yeah, the house can go up in value. But anything that you pay off, that's optional. You're selecting to do it. You're saying, I've chosen to give the bank my money. And that money is going to lose interest, lose the ability to earn income. So you moved it from your balance sheet to the bank. So anyone who does a mortgage accelerator, you're financially challenged. You're not that smart of a person. You may think you are, but you're not. Anyone who sends in an extra payment, financially stupid. You may think you're smart, but you're not. So Sharon Stone. That was an oops, right? She didn't have that good of a career. It's calls there. It's 800-516-1220. Airlines expect a busy Thanksgiving holiday with relatively full planes. Yay! Boo! Boo! What am I saying? Boo! Fuel shortages they suffered during Superstorm Sandy have been overcome in the Northeast. Airlines are expected to carry 23.7 million passengers during the 12-day holiday period. That's up 150,000 from last year. The airports are going to be maniacal. Busiest day of this year, November 25th, 2.4 million passengers. Monday, November 26th, 2.3 million passengers. The lightest day, Thanksgiving, 1.3 million. By adjusting the number of flights this year is how they've pulled it off. Expecting planes to be full. They're poised to see all-time high jet fuel prices. So you and I are going to pay more. Count on it. To get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. Fidelity says balances at 401ks have reached their highest level. That's good news. Average account balance in the United States is $75,900. An increase of 18% from a year ago. Fidelity has about 12 million 401ks. 
They've had a good quarter, a good year. The biggest driver in the increase this quarter was the market. S&P 500's gained 27% in the 12 months ended September 30th. About 74% of the average balance growth in that period was driven by market appreciation, 26% from participant contributions. The market's up 27% in the last 12-month period through September 30th. Contributions are limited to $17,000 for 2012, $17,500 for 2013. Those of you 50 or older may set aside an additional $5,500. Average annual savings by workers is $5,900. We need to be saving more. Americans hold $3.3 trillion in 401k plans. Number one best way to save for retirement, in my opinion, 401k, 403b, 457. Hooters is looking for women, but not for waitresses, but for clientele. Does that even make sense? Oh, my. Let's get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk Apple. We can talk markets. We can talk investing. We can talk about the election. Breaking news. Let's see what is the breaking news right now. Um, Bridge loans. Market drops. Headline crosses regarding EU decision on Greek aid. Um, we'll talk about all this. EU ministers delay Greek aid call for a couple weeks, even though Greeks passed their more austerity cuts for 2013. Riots in the streets, violent riots. This is Rob Black and your money. Find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Tweet Rob Black Show. Find me online, robblack.com. Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Time now for a retirement. You can still get a lower rate. You heard me. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Amazon launches a wine site. Big story of the day. Notice how fast I moved on from uh, the election. Greek unemployment at new record high, 25.4%. If you're under the age of 24, nearly 6 in 10 workers unemployed. Wow. Square and Starbucks just launched their mobile payment service where you're allowed to pay with your phone in the store. Walmart starts Black Friday on Thursday evening. That doesn't even make sense. Why call it Black Friday? It does not make sense. If the glove does not fit, you must quit. Walmart starts Black Friday on Thursday evening. Take some time. Get your head around that. Okay? Okay? McDonald's sales drops for the first time since 2003. Are there pig slide? Like, what's going on here? This is not good. Samsung's Galaxy S3 outsells the iPhone 4S. Uh-oh. Apple's got a little bit of a problem going on. Management shuffle. Tons of cash. What do they do with it? That's a good problem to have. Um, iPhone 5 is tough to make. So they're not going to hit their estimates in no way, shape, or form. Sharon Stone sells her Beverly Crest area home for $6.5 million. She bought it in 2006 for, four, for $10.9 million. 
Real estate can lose you money. It's the day after the day after. Riot scenes in Athens, not good. Weak growth forecast out of Europe, not good. Fiscal cliff factor, will they or won't they? Not good. This is all very problematic. It's all very, 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 very problematic. But again, it's all well known too. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Mm, let's see if there's anything that we have to pound about. 88% of Apple analysts still ready to buy. Average price target, 764. Dow Jones Industrial Average up just 5.7.3%, 5.73% for the year. Mm, initial jobless claims fell to 355,000 this morning, but that's not something I really want to talk about. People are starting to talk about the 2016 election and the 2014 election. Hmm. After an epic fail in the health care law, people said there was no way it was going to happen. It did. Dow Jones Industrial Average, five worst day one reactions presidential selection have all followed Democratic victories. So if you want to bet on a down market, bet Democrat for one day. Like that's not information you could use. It's funny, but it's not information you could use. Okay, so the market opened strong. Then we got weaker. And then we got a little bit weaker. Dow's down 34 right now, down one quarter of 1%, sitting at 12,898. Still up 6% for the year, roughly. NASDAQ's down seven points today, sitting down one quarter of 1% at 2929. S&P 500 down four, sitting at 1390. Average U.S. rate on 30-year mortgages rose to 3.4%. That's really good news on a lot of levels. In large part, we want interest rates to move higher because it would show a healthier economy. On the other hand, we don't want interest rates to move higher because it would show a higher cost of borrowing. And clearly right now people are hesitant to spend. Even though in the United States, things look pretty good, all things considered. But who hasn't refinanced at this point in time and who hasn't, you know, I've refinanced two out of my three properties. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has fired the state's director of emergency management for allegedly diverting an emergency work crew during Hurricane Sandy to his Long Island home. <laughs> to remove a tree from his driveway. Awesome, right? Yeah, that's that's probably not cool. AMC Network's up 12% today. They reported third quarter revenue that greatly exceeded most analysts' expectations with a sharp increase in fees paid by cable companies to carry their networks. AMC Networks owns the AMC channel. Home of Mad Men, Breaking Bad. They also own the Independent Film Channel, which I say, what? We TV? Never heard of you. They said they generated $332 million in the quarter. Adults were expecting sales of about $288 million. Breaking Bad is my favorite TV show. I know you're saying, don't make this all about you. I will. Holiday season... Full of uncertainty for retailers. Kohl's down 2.7%. I've been in a Kohl's, and to me, it just feels like they throw a lot of clothes on tables, and like, you figure it out. And that doesn't work for me. 
I like a little bit more structure in my shopping experience. Macy's up. They raised their full year guidance on Wednesday. The only thing I don't like about Macy's is, let's say I need a pair of jeans, I'll go in. And they'll just hand me something kind of close. It has like a dragon going down the side. I'm like, I really don't want a dragon going down the side of my jeans. And they're like, here, take this. Looks good on you. I'm like, but there's a dragon going down the side of it. Do you not see the dragon on it? But Macy's to me always feels like they're one year behind. Like their colors are not quite the colors that are coming out of New York. They're the colors that came out of New York a year or two ago. Oppenheimer says Apple's oversold. Apple shares down about 22% from their all-time high. There are some legitimate concerns about Apple's profit margins. J.P. Morgan okay to $3 billion repurchase. Mario Draghi, who I'm pretty sure was in Rocky Three, He's the head of the ECB. Basically, Spain saying today, you know, we don't really need a bailout. But, yeah, you do. Take it. It's one of those situations where it's like you're fighting with mom. I'm like, here, take $20. Take $20. And you're like, mom, 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 no, no. Or mom trying to kiss you on the lips. And you're like, mom, mom, no, no, no. Stay away. Yuck. Go away. No. So Draghi wants to get to bail out Spain. Spain doesn't want to be bailed out, but we all kind of know Spain's got a problem. So who, where's Spain getting their bailout from, you know? Bank of America, J.P. Morgan Chase, Citigroup, Morgan Stanley, all higher. Big overreaction yesterday. You're listening to me, Rob Black. You can find me on my Twitter handle, Rob Black Show. Tweet, Rob Black Show. You can find me online, YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. You can find me elsewhere at robblack.com. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com, rob at robblack.com. Talk about anything you want to talk about. Coming up, we're going to be talking a little CFP, Chad Burton. Going to be talking McDonald's. And uh, I'm sure I'll find another great story or two to entertain and to please you. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome back in. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. What's on your mind? We can talk. Anything you want to talk about. Post-election sell-off, not over yet. Stocks reversed in negative territory after a slightly higher start early on Wall Street trading. Markets got ahead of themselves this year. There's problems in Europe. There's a slowdown in Asia. It's not going to go away. But with that said, it's also not that bad either. Let's take a look at the market numbers today. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Dow's down 34. The Nasdaq is down 7. The S&P 500 down 4. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. He is our financial planning, our house financial planner for the show, Rob Black and Your Money. Headline reads, a robotic toilet called the Numi. It retails for $6,400. It's a huge hit in China. 
The Numi uses motion detectors and remote control to open and close its seat to flush. It also features leg-warming porcelain, built-in stereo system, and three bidet settings. $6,400. Now, I want it, but I know that I shouldn't. It's like I want a BMW, but I know that I shouldn't. Uh, expensive, expensive toys. Well, it sounds like a crappy investment to me. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for the setup. You'll be here all weekend long. <laughs> Don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses on the way out. Um, no, again, it's funny in hindsight. Don't you wish you can go back and, and talk to yourself and say, no, no, don't do that. Don't buy. Like, for some reason, I wanted an Xbox 360. I wanted to see the technology. I wanted to, like, make sure that, you know, if we're going to talk about investing in Sony PlayStation 3 versus Xbox, it, it's a toy. It's a, it's a $300 waste of money for me. It's something, you know, I don't even like console gaming. But I wanted to check it out just so I knew that I could, I could talk about it. Um, because, you know, now the Xbox is super big in the living room, and people are using Xbox to actually watch videos more so than play video games. So, sure. it, you know, I, I, I got some money's worth from it, but expensive toys, they, they bring, they're a downfall for our, our society. They're a reason we don't save enough for retirement. The gotta-haves. I mean, it, it's kind of a big problem in China right now, too, you know, and as they're trying to get to a co- more consumer-based economy there, um, people are saving and saving and saving so they can get that next smartphone. What's going to happen to the Chinese population? Are they going to save, or will the communist side of their government end up taking care of them in retirement? I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch how China plays out over the next couple of decades. I suppose I'm almost agreeing with Susie Orman. She's got that segment on, Can I Afford It? Mm-hmm. And she basically tries to get the white, trashiest people on the planet to call in and say, you know, Suze, I want to get a, you know, something that's just way out of there, like a, a, a Rolex. Like, you should consider a Rolex when you've got a million dollars saved, but not a moment before that. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's, if you're going for depreciating assets before you've maxed out your 401k to the 17,500 level, yeah, you've got problems, and you're going to work till the day you die or be miserable in retirement. It's funny, because actually I'll tell people, if you're going to buy a, a, a Rolex, buy a Rolex. Don't buy a $400 watch, buy a Rolex, because Rolexes will actually retail for what you paid for, sometimes, but not often. But sometimes. So what's the most expensive toy you've ever bought that you regret? Boy. I don't, you know, I think it's just... Oh, this is... I always always regret cars that I've bought. So I've bought... My current car I bought used, but the the one new car that I bought just, you know, is a depreciating asset. It felt terrible that, you know, that buyer's remorse that you get two weeks later? Then your kids eat in the car after you've spent a year not letting them eat in the car, and then all of a sudden it just, it's a mess, all that kind of a thing. So I think it's always cars for me. Okay. I don't buy a lot of toys because I like activities. So. Okay, but your kids, do you, do you, anything you regret buying them? <laughs> yeah. My uh, nine-year-old is a Lego nut. Right. And so um, for a, I can't remember what it was, I think a report card or something else, he got an $80 Lego set. Right. 80 bucks that I spent on my kid for Legos. They're yeah. expensive. Okay. And I said, you need to put this together the right way per the directions. <laughs> and... Uh, if you do, I'll, I'll, I will buy you another one next time, and he did it. But the second one, he didn't put together. It's just in a big pile on the table, you know, and it's just a wasted $80 Lego kit. Okay, so you got him a Lego kit, and then you insisted that he, he build what was on the cover of the Lego kit? Well, yeah, these Lego kits, I mean, they, they have, you know, 30-page instruction booklets to build a city, like for Indiana Jones or Ninjago. Okay. Nin- what is Ninjago? Ninjago is the latest craze in Legos. It's like these types of ninjas okay. that are Legos. Kids, yeah, kids love them. I learned there's Japanese Legos that are different than American Legos. 
<laughs> I won't tell your kid that because maybe and Legos launched a whole form of Legos for girls too. That I guess is kind of a flop, but we'll see. Which Legos are they, they already are for girls? It's I mean how in, insulting that you have to make them pink to make them for girls. Yeah. So anything else? Um, well, you know, I can tell you areas where I've wasted money that I wish I could go back. Love. I can't tell you how many bottles of wine that I've spent too much money on trying to get her, you know, to be impressed by me. Yeah. yeah. Um, jewelry. I say, you know. There's no woman on the planet can tell the difference between a diamond and a cubic zirconium. Go cubic zirconium, in my opinion. Yeah, because the other women can't tell either. That's right. So get, get costume jewelry. And well, go, going back in time, I guess it would have been a post-nuptial agreement. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wish I would have spent money on that I didn't. Awesome. So the segment is look at the things you're spending money on. Question the things you're spending money on. You know, does your kid need his own little iPad? Probably not. Does he need a new iPad? Probably not. Can he get the iPad 1 and get by and live and not die? Probably so. And for your kids, you probably could have got a bitchin' set of Legos off Craigslist. You probably didn't have to go... But that's the thing, is that you can buy all that stuff used. If it was going to end up in a pile of Legos, could have bought a whole bunch used. I saw a new business, and I'll keep this short. It's for 20-year-old girls that basically... You give three bosses to another girl after you're done with three bosses, and it's like swapping of clothes. Mm-hmm. I love the idea. I don't know if it's practical in reality, but um, I love the ideas. And they're doing the same thing with kids' toys, where you can basically – it's kind of like a Netflix. For 20 bucks a month, we'll send you you know, three sets of toys for your kids. You send them back, we'll send you more sets of toys. Thomas the Tank Engine. That's where I wasted, you know, spent a ton of money on for my kids. Thomas the Tank. Yep. I think it was com- uh, Thomas the Train, but that's neither here nor there. You're listening to – CFP Chad Burkin. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. This is your show dedicated to getting into retirement. Don't be shy. You can find me at Twitter, Rob Black Show. Find me on Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. YouTube channel, subscribe to me, Rob Black Show. You're listening to the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black. The show is Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can certainly take a shot at it. My goal on the show is to make money a little bit more accessible, to make savings a little bit more desirable. I met with former mayor of Atherton last night at my meet and greet, so to speak, the Black Wednesdays, which they're starting to pick up a little momentum, which I like. Um, one of the things we talked about is changing our communities. And I am blessed. And again, I say blessed. I know what the word means. I'm not digging ditches. I'm not working till the day I die. And I realize that. I'm very, very fortunate. Now, I may end up working till the day I die, like of a heart attack or something, but that's my own doing, right? Uh, former Mayor of Atherton, you know, we, we talked about helping your community. For some reason, that's incredibly important to me. I don't know what kicked in. It wasn't like when I was 10, 15, 20, I said I want to be mayor one day. The city in which I live in, you can't really be mayor. You kind of have to be on the board of supervisors and be appointed mayor. And they all take their turns, and they want to get in line and do it again. That's unattractive to me. So will I talk myself out of it? Probably not. But at the same time, you can see my dilemma. I know you're saying, that's not much of a dilemma. You're being dramatic, black. Yes, I know, I know, I know. So I don't think the fiscal cliff is going to be a fiscal cliff. I think it's going to be some compromise. Uh, 
And I think we should continue to borrow money at incredibly low interest rates. As soon as interest rates start moving higher, damn well better stop borrowing money. Can't afford that. So I'm not freaked out by what I see. One analyst today at Barclays Capital reduced his year-end target for the S&P 500 by 5% down to 1325. 1325 is where he sees the S&P 500. It's at 1390 right now. He thinks the U.S. will delay a resolution over spending cuts and taxes with a polarized federal government. Quote, we see little reason to increase the profitability. I'm sorry, the probability of avoiding the tax cliff. Elsewhere, Mike Farrell, he's chief U.S. economist at J.P. Morgan. He predicted the third round of quantitative easing will last through the first half of 2014. <laughs> we got low interest rates for a while. Morgan's debt purchases may reach $700 billion buckaroos, and when Operation Twist expires at the end of the year, the Fed will also start buying treasuries at a similar pace. Cheap money. Don't stand in the way of cheap money. I will be a different investor when money gets more expensive. Wells Fargo analyst Dave Preston said the least risky portion of collateralized loan obligations offers investors the most compelling yield relative to risk. A rise in corporate borrowing costs not for CLO investors, collateralized loan obligations. It may be a sign of increased discipline on the part of lenders. Uh, China macro strategist, a guy named Andy Rothman, he's saying today in a call that investors should add China stock holdings before data releases on Friday. They're going to get some price data, producer price at data, industrial production data, retail sales data. He says, quote, you want to get in as soon as possible because each time more data comes out, it's likely to show increasing confidence in the economy, stronger numbers, and therefore the market's going to go up. I have some exposure to Asia. Nick Webb, he's a strategist at Jefferies. He said steel prices in the U.S. may rebound by the end of the year as production declines. Mills may charge as much as $700 a short ton by the end of the year for hot rolled oil, a benchmark steel used in cars. So commodity price inflation as the commodity makers are limiting production. What else do we got? I don't want to talk Spanish bonds. I don't want to talk Spanish bonds. ECB is going to continue to be unlikely to lower rates. You get feeble growth. Sometime next year, I think the ECB will lower interest rates, 25 basis points to one-half of 1%, but not this year. They see enough growth there that they go, you know what? And you know what they should do? is lower, because they're going to do it eventually. And why not get it over with? When fools like me, I pity the fool, can see it so easily. They're just dragging out the inevitable. Dunkin' Donuts just came out with a new donut, a chicken donut. I just made that up. But it tells you again that Dunkin' Donuts sells coffee for two sixty, two seventy a cup. McDonald's sells coffee for a buck a cup. Starbucks sells coffee for four or five bucks. Uh Starbucks is having problems selling coffee. McDonald's is. Full-time employment has changed in the United States when you adjust for the population of the American people. 
there's a diminished full-time employment. To a large extent, that signals health care reform and how that's compelled small businesses to go towards employment that's 30 hours or less. On top of that, there's a much bigger issue, the fiscal cloud. What you do when you're a business and you're uncertain about cost structure for the future is you tend to hire part-time and you save on the benefit costs. So looking at data is not as easy as it used to be. There's a lot of business uncertainty. So how do you explain the 171,000 jobs that were created last month and the fact that we've seen improvement in the unemployment rate? You know, first and foremost, the 171,000 jobs is a pretty small number at this stage in the economic cycle. We should be creating jobs well north of 300,000. The jobs that were created were basically in retail, leisure, accommodation, low-wage sectors. So if you're a small business in the service sector, what you're doing because of Obamacare is you're going towards employment for fewer hours, like I said. You'd rather hire two people and have them work 20 hours a week to save on benefits. Small businesses aren't stupid. So that's where we're going to be three or four years from now. No one knows. A lot of it depends on policy. Where were the jobs created during the month? You know, low-wage service sector jobs. That's not good policy. Most of the jobs being created in Canada right now are government jobs. Key drivers for consumer spending, which is beyond employment, you know, is what we're looking for. We're looking for jobs that pay. You need to generate income that people can spend. When you're a low-wage, if you're working at a hotel or a restaurant, you're not spending a lot of money because you're not making a lot of money. So the headline last month was pretty glorious. The reality was pretty embarrassing. So Europe's not exactly a homogeneous entity. You know, are we going to be more like a Germany in the future? Are we going to be more like a Spain or Portugal, the United States, or even a France? The United States is no longer the pure capitalist nation that we once were. A lot of people are driven mad and bonkers by it. You may call it an evolution. You may call it a revolution. You may call it whatever you want. Right now, there's a massive federal debt imbalance that you just can't say we're capitalists with that much government spending. Canada went through this back in the early 1990s. It takes time to turn around. You know, Reagan certainly, certainly is the president that you look at, you know, was able to, you know, cut back, to be able to kickstart the private sector. You know, but we were, we had inflationary excesses at that point in time, and we don't have that now. We have really excessive debt levels on our economy. So that's going to be, let's put it this way. If we get 2% GDP, I'm going to be pretty pleased. There's a new phrase out there called frugality. The new frugality. Um, you know, I want to be in cash, but I want to be, quote unquote, fully invested the same way you've always been. I would always look for some risk adjusted returns. What impresses me the most right now is that, you know, we have this incredible economic slowdown. But we haven't had any corporate defaults in any way, shape, or form. 
balance sheets are pretty good out there. So Americans don't see a lot of wage growth. Let's go to Norman and San Leandro. Norman. Uh, uh, good morning, uh, Rob. Uh, I have a question uh, regarding uh, my house in San Leandro. I bought it uh, uh, 650 uh, last uh, 2005, and right now it's uh, only 450. I have first, second, and uh, third loan right here. So I have, my question is, uh, what's the best thing uh, uh, to uh, is this for uh, to uh, sell it, short sell, or uh, leave leave, it, leave yeah. the house, you know, uh, return it to the bank? I would call Christy Hernandez, attorney. Uh, I think she's really good at scenarios like this. If you short sell it by the end of this year, you will be forgiven on the first loan. I'm not sure, so much sure on the second loan. You know, that's a case-by-case type of scenario, so I would consider calling Christy Hernandez. She advertises at the station. She's incredible. She's really sweet. She's nice. She's personal. She does a good job. Um, but, yeah, it's if you could afford to rent, I'd, if renting's going to be cheaper on you, consider it. Uh, I don't have the right answer for you. What I have for you is that a lot of people in California bought high. And, you know, I saw Robert Schiller basically say, when you adjust for inflation costs, that real estate won't hit where you want it to hit for up to 50 years. We won't be back to even for 50 years. Now, again, you may be talking about your home or not. You're listening to Rob Black, your money on the Wall Street Business Network. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin back out towards San Jose. That's been our trouble spot this morning where a stalled big rig has the middle lane blocked on northbound 280 right before Saratoga Avenue. Traffic is barely moving now. It stopped solid from 680 and 101, and that's all due to an earlier accident around that area. Headed out towards Daly City, southbound 280 and 19th Avenue, and John Daly, a crash has the right lane blocked. You're backed up from Ocean Avenue, northbound 280, looking at delays from Monterey Boulevard towards your 101 connector. Eastbound 380 at 101, a three-car crash has the right lane block. You're backed up to 280. Headed out towards the Bay Bridge approach where traffic is backed up from the foot of the maze. Hate traffic? Don't be a hater. Get a Garmin Newbie with subscription-free HD digital traffic and avoid it with updates as often as every 30 seconds. Drive with Garmin, the most trusted name in GPS. For more traffic information, log on to SigAlert.com. I'm Karina Velasquez with your Bay Area traffic. Those who are talking all things financial money, investing, and much, much more. I'm Roberto Negro. Samsung Galaxy S3 outsold the iPhone 4S, crushing Apple. Last quarter, it beat Apple in in very specific smartphones category. Samsung sold 18 million S3s compared to 16 million iPhone 4Ss. A lot of people writing about this today. The reason the S3 outsold the iPhone 4, because everyone knew the iPhone 5 was coming. So they stopped buying the iPhone 5. No. Yeah. You get it. Apple sold 6 million iPhone 5s, according to Strategy Analytics. We suppose this could be spun as a big win for Samsung, because we're not sure the iPhone has ever been outsold, even when new models were coming. A year ago, Samsung beat Apple for the first time in total smartphone sales. Now it's able to beat in on an individual phone model level. I don't think Samsung S3 will beat Apple again anytime soon. But this is part of a bad trend for Apple. Apple's got about 15% of the smartphone market, Android. 
driven largely by Samsung. It's got about 75%. There's one nation that I really adore, and it's South Korea. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but Japan got served. I know you're saying, you did not just use got served, did you? I did. Japan used to dominate electronics. Sony Sharp. Uh-uh. South Korea, their cars are great. They're well-reviewed. And they're gaining market share. South Korea... I know you're going to say that you get ready for an offensive statement. They build really smart children. They encourage education. We encourage letting our kids never lose. You know what? We suck. As a nation, we've got to teach our kids competition. We've got to push education. Math's not easy. Homework for me. But if you have a kid, you better push math. And you better push winning than losing. When your kid goes on the soccer field, grabs a soccer ball, kicks it in the net, the other team runs up the field, he goes, grabs a soccer ball, puts it in the net. other team runs up the field, he goes and grabs their soccer ball, puts it in the net. You praise him. You don't discourage that. We are a nation that it's, just, it's getting way too soft and way too nice. We need to toughen up a bit. Lori died in The Walking Dead. The mom died. Her own son had to put a bullet through her head before she turned into a zombie. Now, again, that's not ideal. I, fall, I call that lowest common denominator. I think Stephen King, when your children come back alive, Pet Cemetery, it's just wrong on so many levels. It's cheap thrills. Because no one wants to see their kid come back from the dead. No one wants to see a seven-year-old kid put a bullet through his mom's head in a TV show. But the message is we need to toughen up. And we're drawn to the zombie show. I'm no longer going to refer to it as The Walking Dead. I'm just referring to it as the zombie show. Because I think that's funny. We're drawn to the zombie show because we don't see that in real life. Oh, Junior. Junior can spell the word cat. That's so cute. Like, it's not cute. Eddie Murphy's got a really good-looking girlfriend. An Australian model. Oh, don't those two words just work so well together? Australian model? She was on the cover of Maxim in 2004. She's a little long in the tooth, though. 33 years old? He's 51. Eddie Murphy's 51 years old. That makes you feel a little bit older, doesn't it? Fidelity says 401k balances reached their highest level. That's nice to see. Good job, America. Let's see how we're looking at the markets. Mm, not too bad. Dow's down 17, down fractions. NASDAQ down 7, S&P 500 down 2. People are going to continue to chase yield because you're not getting it with uh, treasuries. Dividend stocks is still the right way to go. Maybe go a little more conservative with utilities. In the last four years, tech stocks are up 100%. Utilities only up about 20%. So you need to understand, like, where is the risk? Where are all the profits? We're probably looking at a higher capital gains tax at the end of uh, start of next year.
Just know that it's coming. There's storm coming. Let's go to Alan. Hey, Rob. I was wondering if you were as surprised as I was at both um, Proposition 30, adding a four-year quarter-cent sales tax, and then they changed the income tax, increase of income tax, and that San Mateo Measure A, which adds yet another half-cent sales tax for us to live in San Mateo. That goes for 10 years. I was kind of surprised they both passed. I mean, who's voting for this stuff that we want to increase taxes on themselves? And are these 10 taxes, are, are they going to be, are they really temporary? Or are they going to end up being, you know, when four years rolls around or 10 years rolls around, are they going to say, hey, you're already paying these taxes, so it's not really going to be a tax increase anyhow because you're already paying it. So then they just turn it into permanent. That, that's probably the scenario that I see happening, I and mean, that's typically what happens. And what do you maybe think? It was, maybe it was students who voted. I, I Trust me, I'm not a polling kind of guy. Proposition passed, 30 passed, the trigger cut has been avoided, and students can expect a tuition rollback to $5,472 for full-time students. The funding promised by Prop 30 comes from increased personal income taxes for earners of over 250000 So the wealthy basically said, tax us. Or maybe it was the students who said, tax the wealthy for the next seven years in sales tax. Um, CSU also added the 9% tuition increase last fall. That's going to be conditionally refunded in two $249 disbursements. So California State University students, big winners in Prop 30. Uh, I'm not politically smart enough to really give any more comment other than that. It's Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.